Welcome to the Magnify podcast. Magnify is a platform at the intersection of faith, feminism, and fashion. During these episodes, we have conversations with dynamic individuals that we hope will leave you intrigued, inspired, and informed. How to remain original in a saturated market. Entering a saturated market is tough, and the battle doesn't stop there. Once you're in, the challenge of remaining authentic and original in your ideas and execution arises. So in these crowded markets, what does originality look like and where can fresh inspiration come from? In this episode, we spoke to Pam Arias, an entrepreneur and the creative brains behind the blog, The Girl from Panama, which is dedicated to providing fashion trends, beauty tips and information on must travel destinations around the world. In this episode, Pam spoke about the ways she's kept her identity as a content creator, the pressures of having to always be connected in any business, and how her faith has anchored her through the challenges of working in the creative industry. Let's listen in. Well, um, my first question I always love to ask is if you could have... (laughs) a dinner party with four guests from any time in history or now, who would they be and why? Um, I would say, I don't know, it would be nice to have um, (laughs) dinner with Princess Diana. I feel like she was just such an elegant woman, had so much going on. I'm sure she had... um, lots of life experiences to share and great wisdom too. And she always carried herself with so much grace and elegance. And that's some of the things that I remember when I was little. And I don't know, back in Panama, I feel like we were always very, um, you know, just aware of the Royal family and all of that. And it was nice to see a woman that portrayed herself so nicely and very strong I, I like that and then Oprah would be amazing I would love to tell her all of my business ideas and all the things and talk about I you know I know that she she's also I like she's Christian right yeah she is um, yeah so talk about faith with her and I mean I just think that she's um, one of the most successful business women that we have out there and most recently, I just saw the um, Michelle Obama Netflix documentary. <laughs> and oh my gosh, I am obsessed with her. She She's also another role model for, um, I just don't think like it, I mean, I think that she's become um, a role model for a lot of minorities. Because um, obviously she advocates for black community and black women and but I feel like it's she's also huge in the Latin community <laughs> can you imagine having her as a as your mentor like wow that would be <laughs> like you're set for life <laughs> oh. um so yeah. my next question is what's a surprising or unusual um thing about you that people might not know um, something that I don't think I've ever shared on my Instagram or my blog is that I study industrial design first before going into business and um, having my bachelor's in marketing and communications. 
um, super random. I, I mean, I went to an architecture school in Panama um, because I thought I wanted to do design. I thought I wanted to do those things. Um, but then the school just, I just, I, I knew I wanted to come here to the U.S. So um, I just wasn't happy there. And then um, I decided to get a business degree because I thought, well, you know, I'm not really sure what I want to do now, but I know that with that, I am going to be equipped to do other things. And I learned a lot of things that I still apply um, to my business. So I'm, I'm glad that my parents forced me <laughs> to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's, that's something random that I don't think I've shared. I still love design, though. I, it's something that I like as a hobby. I, I love you know, decorating and things like that, uh, just for fun. Um, I mean, here at my house, not that I do it professionally, but um, yeah, it's something that not a lot of people know. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and finally, given that um, work and life is very much intertwined, how do you switch off? Oh my gosh, that's, um, I think we've seen a lot of memes on Instagram recently, like, oh, this is not the time to be productive. This is not the time to do this and this and that. And I completely agree. I mean, we can um, be expect the same kind of productivity that we used to have um, pre-quarantine. Um, but I think it's important also to take advantage of the time for sure, because after we're done with all of this, we're gonna we're all gonna have to work really, really hard. So I don't want to say that I want to be super productive. I'm I, I'm trying to tell myself, um, you know, aim to do your best, um, but also take advantage of the time. Um, so I want to get into your childhood because um, I think yeah. I know that you grew up in Panama and I want to hear what mm-hmm. your childhood was like. And also maybe if you can think back to some of the values or experiences that you think shaped who you are as a woman today. I mean, my childhood was really beautiful. I grew up in the city and uh, my sister and I were always, we were always very close. I mean, I had... Um, a very like I said yeah beautiful childhood that had its its difficulties when my parents got divorced but my mom did such a great job at raising us that she she was always um she raised us to be independent women uh she raised us to be um (laughs) this is what we say in Panama hecha palante which means um like you just have to move forward all the time. And like, if you fall, you get up fast. Um, and that was kind of like her mentality. Um, and she, she always, I don't know. I think that's the reason why my sister and I are successful is because of my mom and the way she raised us. And she always instilled that in us that we needed to, to work really hard, that, it was our job to work that she didn't have to, she was a little bit tough too. Like she, she wasn't like, uh, she wouldn't celebrate things like getting ace or something like that because she used to say, that is your job. That is your responsibility to go to school, to get good grades. I'll reward you for other things, but this, this is your job and this is, this is going to determine your future. And well, I mean, after my parents um, got divorced, I 
I mean, yes, it was challenging. Things move, things happen really fast. Um, and thankfully, I don't, I know that there's a, a lot of people that sometimes they can um, move past those situations in life, but that's something that, you know, we made a decision that my sister and I, that that wasn't going to affect um, our relationship. So it's something that we obviously we wish it didn't happen, obviously, but we did, we didn't let that affect us. Um, and I'm glad that we did. And I think also the, the relationship I had with my sister was very important in that moment. She was, um, really supportive because uh, I was younger. So, yeah. Wow. Um, so from moving on from your childhood and being in Panama, obviously you're in LA now, how did you decide to build a career as a content creator and what was the journey like? Well, the journey was a little bit, I, I, I let's say I started in San Francisco first. So after I got married, I, I moved to San Francisco. I worked for a company called Vera Minerals or Vera Central at the time. And I mean, they're, they're still around. I, I love the brand. And that's when they used to be based in San Francisco and now they're based in New York. I worked there for a year and a half. And that's when I, I knew of blogs way back when I was in Panama. Um, but I just didn't understand, like, what is it that these girls do? Like, I would love to learn more about that. And I started to see more and more when I moved to San Francisco. And I remember thinking, I mean, this is this is great what I what I do, but I don't really love it so much. I know that you have to start somewhere, but I wish I was doing something where I had a more flexible schedule so I could visit my family in Panama. Um, and I don't know, it really wasn't fulfilling what I was doing at the time. And then I just decided to take risk and, and, and make it make, make a risky decision by leaving my secure paycheck and then just starting my blog. Um, but I had a lot of passion. I mean, it sounds really cliche, but I had a lot of passion. I knew that that's what I wanted to do, work in, in fashion and beauty. And unfortunately, I applied for so many different positions when I was in San Francisco and I was getting rejected. And I just thought, well, God is directing me. And this is not rejection, it's redirection. And obviously the first few months, I didn't make any money. I was using basically all of my savings. I, um, you know, I, I started to learn more and more about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to show. And then fast forward six months in, I started getting emails from brands and they started paying me. And um, I remember the first brand that reached out, oh my gosh, they, they offered me, I think it was like a hundred dollars or something for a post. And I was so excited. I just couldn't believe it that I was actually living my, my dream career has definitely teach me that you know everything is so everything can change and really fast and you have to adjust and you have to be on top of trends and things like that because uh things change really quickly 
So you did mention a little bit, but I'd love to hear um, from your perspective, what have been some of the highlights in your career as a content creator so far? Because I know looking from the outside <laughs> in, it always seems so glamorous and that you're flying around the world and getting to do all these amazing things. But from your perspective, what have been some of the really kind of pinch me moments so far? Some of the pinch me moments, um, I think definitely when I, I remember I had maybe like 25,000 followers or even less and Chanel Beauty reached out. Wow. And Chanel Beauty in Latin America, they're based in Panama. So I remember they told me, come to the office. We want to meet you. And oh my gosh, that was definitely the highlight of my career. The first highlight of my career. And then they invited me to the show in Paris. And I went to that show. And in that moment, I thought, wow, I just can't believe I'm in Paris. I'm going to the Chanel show for the first time. Um, I believe I'm maybe I'm one of the first uh, laughing Latina bloggers that go to this show like what is happening I was so confused and so excited I actually got sick that day (laughs) I got so sick of the excitement um I also think I ate something before that but I was so sick and then I remember praying in the car on my way to the show like please God just give me two three hours I can't throw up here. I can't, please just let me enjoy this. I mean, God is amazing. He did a miracle because the moment I entered that venue, the Grand Palais, I did not feel a thing. The moment I got out, I had to run back to the hotel because I was dying. So I would just, I mean, and it, that day was so memorable, but it was beautiful. It was perfect. And it was a funny story to tell, but that was definitely one of them. And then, um, I mean, I, I've had the opportunity to meet so many incredible uh, people in this journey of the content creator. Um, I think one of the things that I I'd look back and I'm always like, wow, God, thank you. And it's those moments when I get to travel with brands, when I go on press trips. I mean, these opportunities are incredible. They're so, I feel so grateful that I've been able to travel around the world with these brands and always make a connection with the people that work with the brands. I love that. And uh, I mean, for example, recently, well, not recently, last year uh, in October, I believe, I went to Provence with Estée Lauder. Wow. And that was a trip that I just couldn't believe I was there. I would look outside the window and it didn't look real. It was it, like it, it was something from a fantasy or a fantasy land. Um, and I just look back and I'm like, God, thank you. I had dreams. I... I remember dreaming and dreaming and dreaming. I want to work with Chanel one day. I want to go on a trip with Tom for beauty one day. And I went on a trip with them to a beautiful hotel called Amangiri. Like God's been good. I, he's amazing. And if we pray and if we, if we thank him for what we have, he always comes through. He always delivers. And um, of course it's going to be hard times and hard things. There's been a lot of no's in uh, this journey and 
you know, sometimes you wonder like, oh my gosh, why, how come not me? But then you look back and you're like, but God told you yes to this trip and not to this, like you can't have it all. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's been so many, so many incredible opportunities. I'm, I'm really so thankful for all of those wow. things I've been able to do. Um, and you mentioned just briefly now, obviously some challenges and sometimes when you might not get an opportunity, but what are some of the most challenging aspects of your job? I think the most challenging thing um, that I think it's definitely the comparison, the looking at everybody's successes or, or success story or collaborations and things like that and just it's it's like a natural thing that we do we look at things and our our mind wants to tell us uh, this is look you're not enough or look this person has this or that um and then that's when I go back to my bible and the truth that says in the things that I I need to believe are the things that the Bible says about me, that God says about me. So God says that I am enough, that I am perfect. So that I am, um, I mean, obviously this is, it's not that like I have this mentality all the time, like, oh yeah, this, everything is great. No, it's so hard. Um, but now more than ever, I've been, especially during this time at home, I've realized that, there's you have two options in life to look at everybody's uh, collaborations and opportunities and just wish you had those or pray for them and be like oh, I'm so happy that this person got this opportunity if you think I need to get something similar like that to advance my career then please bring it my way um, I'm thankful for what you've already you've already done and you know, from now on, I just, you know, you, you lead my way. You, you tell me where to go. There's always going to be somebody more successful with more money, with more opportunities, taller, skinnier than you. So get ready because this is life. I think God knows when to give us more. And I know, I know there's been situations where I wish I was on a trip somewhere with a brand because I saw and I wanted to be. And then some things that are, you know, have happened that I've seen. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, God. You knew it. You knew before I even saw this, that this was not a good, a good trip for me. Or maybe something important happened while I was at home, something meaningful, something beautiful. I'm like, yes, thank you, God, because you knew I had to stay here. The moment we pray for things like God knows exactly what we need. So we shouldn't worry, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so speaking of kind of creativity, um, obviously content creation can be a very saturated market. And I imagine, say, when a brand releases a new product and you're asked to feature it, um, it's important to put your own signature style. So what inspires you creatively and how do you, I guess, keep your originality when you create? My blog is is what I do. It's not who I am. Right. And I think that right now I'm, I'm, I'm learning that, that I also need to take breaks and I'm a very private person. So 
I, I mean, I, I love sharing things here and there, but I also like to keep something for myself. When I feel like I'm not going to give my 100% sometimes, or even just my, you know, 70%, I rather not post. I rather recenter and see, okay, what can I do to help my audience? Um, and what keeps me original, I think it's knowing who I am. I there's going to be people that are always going to try to copy what you do. There's going to be people that are going to, um, you know, maybe not like what you post. Um, my mom the other day told me there's there's an audience for everybody. You know that, right? And I'm like, yeah, you're you're right. So not a lot of people are gonna, not everybody's gonna like your things. And now I'm finally releasing that need of the control of the likes and the, in the, in the basically, I mean, when I started out, if I didn't get as many likes as I thought I was going to get, my day was completely ruined. <laughs> it was so silly to see things like that, but it would affect me so much. I've always wondered, um, I guess in our world anyway, but particularly with your job, our value can often be based on our followers or kind of engagement. As someone who has a huge online following, is that something that you've ever wrestled with in terms of seeing, obviously you said that you know from the Bible who you are, but it's hard when the job that you do, that is kind of the measure of success. So hard. Yeah. And, and those are the inner battles that I had sometimes too. I'm like, it's so, it, it can be so frustrating. Yeah. Like when you think that something's going to do well, but you, you don't, I mean, and it's upsetting at the time. It's a process. It's like, um, I think the way I've handled that is I, I want my, my feed and my brand to be a representation of also who I am, but I would like to keep something to myself too. So I'm going to show who I am. Like I, I feel like I'm not, a lot of people know my personality just from what I show. I'm a very private person. I'm not like super loud. Like I remember one manager, um, my, one of my first few managers that I had, she told me, but Pam, um, when, as soon as stories came out, she's like, you, you got to speak louder. You got to be like more fun. Like you got to show dance around. I'm like, but that is not me. Like I can't do that just for the likes. Um, and actually I did a few stories like that, like talking so loud. And then I looked at myself, I deleted them. I'm like, this is so silly, but you just really know. And it comes with time and experience. I've been doing this for five years. And even though I don't have, um, you know, a million followers and a lot of the people that started when I started already have a, a million followers. And sometimes that can be like, Oh wow, maybe I'm not growing as fast. Like what's going on. But I look back at my experiences and the things that I just share with you. And I'm like, yes, I have grown. I look, I I'm doing, it's not all about the numbers. Um, I also know what can get a lot of likes, but there's a lot of things that I'm not going to do just for the likes. <laughs> So I, I, right now I feel like my business model is I'm going to post what makes me happy. Pleasing both audiences, me on one side, the, actually three, because it's me, the brands and the, my audience. So constantly thinking about those things is really important because you also want to, if you want to work with some brands, 
you got to create content that, you know, those brands similar to the things that they want to see as well, that goes with your brand in line with your values. But, you know, if you want to book jobs, you also have to do the extra work and try to create content that they're going to see and be like, oh, actually, I want to work with Pam. She can do this for us. Um, and so I to ask a question around pressure um, because even though social media is not my job at all, I find it like a pressure just even being on with work all the time. Yeah, um, for sure. and so I've got work, but then social media just as a generation, it's how we engage, how we communicate, how we discover people. So how do you handle the pressure? And I guess in a few areas, so the pressure to always kind of be on and looking to create content, the pressure to have new projects. Um, and I guess the pressure of being an entrepreneur because your brand is your business, um, pressure to grow. So how do you deal with that? I mean, that is extremely hard. Um, cause yeah, I, I used to think that being on all the time was the way to do it. And the more I did that, the more I felt exhausted and burnt out. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I have to be posting constantly because if not, people are gonna unfollow me. And, and then I realized my, my sister helped me with this, uh, reasoning and, um, she's like, are you looking at any accounts like that? The way you look at them, like you, you, you follow them because they're posting all the time or because of the value that they create. And that was so impactful because I was like, yes, you're right. Like if I don't have anything valuable to share, I am not going to share. I mean, I think that's the kind of, um, Thing that I'm going to do moving forward is just really taking my time to um, create. Obviously, there's going to be some everyday content that you can post, and that's totally fine. And it's fun, and it's uh, relatable. And it's, for example, with my puppy, like I'm showing, you know, the everyday and all of that. Um, but when it comes to content, content, I want to take more time to offer my my followers higher value content. Wow, I love that. Um, so I wanted to ask about identity and how your identity mm-hmm. has changed during different seasons of your life. Um, because I guess as women, often as we transition into certain situations, it can affect our identity. Or I guess it's a time to kind of really find out who we are. Um, so yeah, what has your journey been like in that area? I think with the you it's something that you find as you mature in life and I think different experiences for example my divorce I told myself that I was not gonna let that ruin my identity like I was not gonna call myself the divorce woman and like make myself a a victim of the situation or let alone let that affect me in my current relationship so um I think that gave me a sense also of who I am and who I'm not because I thought that I was, you know, the wife. I thought I was, um, you know, yeah, a blogger, but a wife first. I thought that that was my whole life. And when something like that happens, you are forced to look back and, and be like, no, 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 this is not who I am. I am Pam. I am Pam Adias now. 
I am an independent woman. I can do things on my own. I don't need anyone to do the things that I thought um, I needed somebody to do. Uh, I mean, I can do things on my own. I don't need anybody. When it comes to our identity, uh, we have to feel complete in order to find that person to complete us. And I think that's what I thought. Like, I thought that once I moved to the U.S. and once I got married, you know, that was going to be my life, my identity. And that was who I was going to be. And when things don't work out, you have this identity crisis. And then you're like, who am I? Um, but I think that the only way I can say is just that hard experiences and difficult situations in your life teach you and they, they show you who you are. And now I can confidently say that I know I know who I am now wow that's because your blog <laughs> was just beautiful and I loved what you said about finding your happiness um and how yeah. you, it kind of helped you so I wondered if yeah if you didn't mind sharing just a bit of how your faith impacted you on that journey oh my gosh it was everything it was so important it was so um impactful because I don't think I would have come out <laughs> out of that dark cold without it to be honest with you it goes hand in hand with the identity thing because um once you realize that external things don't bring you happiness you are able to, to see things from a different perspective um I thought that being married would, was going to make me happy I thought it'd be with somebody would make that or, or the, whatever thing that that person did was the main cause of my happiness. And I realized that, no, there's, um, if I wasn't happy, it was because I wasn't happy. It didn't have anything to do with what he was doing. Yeah, maybe some things, but I wasn't happy with the person that I was back then. So when you start to grow in that relationship with, Jesus and in this whole journey, you find out, um, like I said, who you are and in your values and the things that really matter. Finally, I want to talk about your faith. So how did you come to faith? And what does faith mean to you personally? So it definitely I I my relationship I, was built around my my divorce unfortunately like I said something hard like that really pushes you to find God and to me my faith is my my foundation I I know that there is not like I think some people think that, oh, what, if you're Christian, you're living this happy life and, you know, nothing wrong, nothing, nothing happens, everything is happy. But no, it's just a foundation so that you know how to move through life and the difficulties that bring the ups and downs, all of those things. So I, when I don't start my day, praying and meditating and communicating with God, I feel like it's like going to a place without that you don't know without a GPS. That's how I see it. Um, and without waste or something like that, like you don't know where you're going and it's so beautiful and so impactful for, because the more you grow in that relationship, the more you see and God speaks to you. 
and he's telling you what to do, what not to do, and in little messages here and there. It's just so beautiful to see that when you actually open that door, God always responds. He shows you where to go. He shows you the way. And so that has been that faith journey for me, just knowing that there's going to be some challenges. Some challenges are going to make sense. Some of them are not, but I just have to trust that God has my back and that he's going to guide me through any situation that I go through. Wow, amazing. And my final question, um, so I know you kind of moved to LA a few years ago and in the industry you're in and also a city such as LA, how do you stay grounded and how have you remained true to who you are? I think it's a constant process, especially within big cities. Obviously, there's there's more competition, there's more uh, people, there's more opportunities, there's more of everything, more temptation, more more of everything, like I said. Um, and I think, again, it, it goes hand in hand with your identity, with knowing who you are, and you're not who you are based on where you're located. Um, you know, I think it's, we're always going to see everything from like the grass is greener on the other side, but sometimes it's just greener where you water it. So I try to see things also from that perspective, but believe me, there's times where I see things and I'm like, (laughs) wish I was there. I wish I was there. I wish I had that. And again, you go back to what you know and, and God, please <laughs> like clean my mind because you know some sometimes it's it's hard for sure. Amazing! Thank you so much, Pam. It's been such an honor. Um, oh, it's been so nice. Thank you. This was it was so beautiful to do this and and open and open up about my faith with you guys. It was beautiful. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you know anyone who might benefit from this, go ahead and share this with them. Also, don't forget to rate and review. It really helps us out. See you next time.